Lane. Kiffin is elite, I guess. That's what the elite ones do. Wow, that's quite a statement. Uh, Boy, I thought BYU fans knew college football. I guess not. <laughs> I thought we were getting an intelligent fan base in this league. Nip. Well, I, there's a lot to take from that. There's a lot to that's, take from that. There's a lot in minute 22. Um, and I, I don't know. I have zero inside information. I haven't spoken to Dart. I haven't spoken to the coaches about Dart. Well, that last one's not exactly true. But I haven't spoken to Trigg. I haven't spoken to Kiffin or Brigham Young, but Brigham Young University or the yes. actual Brigham Young, because that might be kind of tough. <laughs> either, either have not spoken to either. I okay. So the package deal thing. If they are truly a package deal, Dart isn't going to BYU, but if Dart wants to go to BYU and that's really what he ultimately wants he's not going to he's not going to ditch that and go to Ole Miss because Michael Trigg thought it was a great party school totally on t- his visit totally, right totally agree no hey it, it sounds great in theory and and we I feel like we've seen this like three or four times in the portal this offseason of oh well these guys right here, this quarterback and tight end, this quarterback and wide receiver, boy, they are a package deal, man. You get one of them, mm-hmm. you're getting the other one. That's a pretty good get. And the last one we heard about that was uh JT Daniels coming out of Georgia and the wide receiver Jermaine Burton. Well, they're a package deal, man. Well, right. Jermaine Burton just announced that he's going to Alabama. JT Daniels is not going to Alabama. He's not going to go leave a competition with Stetson Bennett to go compete with the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. So I feel like we hear this right. all the time, and it doesn't always necessarily end up being true. I think it's always in the beginning, hey, let's go somewhere. Let's go, let's go, like, whatever, win a championship, whatever. We're going to go take college football by storm. And then you go on a couple of visits, and you figure out pretty quickly that. And, and this is natural that two different people have, you know, two different sets of priorities, right? And the the position groups at every different place might they may be a perfect fit for for Trigg at Ole Miss, but not for Dart or vice versa with the different different schools. So um, that was that was the interesting thing right there, and you know, you have to look at. Lane Kiffin and his situation at Ole Miss a little bit differently than you look at Oklahoma's situation. Well, I mean, of course, you want to treat everyone like they're a priority because, you know, everyone is a priority. If they're having you in and you've been offered, they obviously think very highly of you. But Lane Kiffin is in a panic Right? Yeah. He, no, he he needs he, he needs another quarterback for sure. He needs another quarterback. He needs talent. He, oh. he his teams they only go as far as the quarterback will take them. Those are those are the way that Lane Kiffin teams are built. Right. He had Matt Corral last year, and they made it to a Sugar Bowl because he had great quarterback play. Lane Kiffin doesn't have great quarterback play. 
he doesn't have an alternate way of winning. Brent Venables and his style, I don't know if OU will have that next year, but eventually they'll get to a point where they can win in more ways than just outside quarterback play. Yeah, and I don't know how these recruiting pitches go. I don't, but I I would be shocked if Oklahoma was like on their knees begging the two players to come, and if they don't come, Oklahoma's going to be terrible, but if they do come, we're going to win a championship year one. I, I don't think that's the pitch that they were going to get. I'm sure they got an honest, realistic pitch. Um, for Jackson Dart, my guess is the pitch is this. You can come compete, right? And you've got great talent. There's a chance you can beat out Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, we've got a history with Dylan Gabriel, but I'm not beholden to that. I'm beholden to the University of Oklahoma to put the best player out there, the guy that gives us the best chance to go win a championship. And that's what I'm going to do. And if you win the job, you win the job. If you don't win the job, well, guess what? You'll probably win it next year, and you can be the number one passer in, in college football and go be the number one overall draft pick. I mean, that's, that's what you have the ability to do here, and if you want that, come get it. If you don't want that, then, you know, that, that's that's just kind of where we sit right now. Yeah, that that's the pitch because one, it's it's true. Like that's like an honest, accurate representation of what that position looks like right now. But two, I I would tend to believe that Brent is very mindful of what he wants to establish in year one. He's very mindful of how is it going to look to the guys on the team right now. Like, there's no yeah. way whether it be Jackson Dart, Caleb Williams. Uh, a guy that wants to come back in the program that quit in the middle of the season, like, I'm not going to break my back for, for anyone. Like, we are going to establish our culture first and foremost, and we'll find the guys that we want to be here along the way. So I just don't think that even if it is a quarterback with a high ceiling, they're going to go out and do something crazy just to get someone here. Like, Brent is extremely mindful of right now, like, no, I'm going to set the example immediately of what it's going to be like moving forward. No one's going to get special treatment over the other. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, you know, the theory has been floated that Dart is waiting on Caleb Williams. And if Caleb Williams is going to USC, then Dart is going elsewhere. But if Caleb Williams does not end up at USC, well, then – Dart may end up back there at Southern Cal. And because of how long this thing has gone on, you have to believe that that, that probably has uh, a bunch of truth to it. Um, don't know it for sure. Again, just just speculation. But, yeah, I don't know. The, the thing is, is that it's not changing anything one way or another. And that's not to minimize how good I think Dart or even Trigg could be and and how much of an impact they could have on Oklahoma I think they both could but right we're on to off-season workouts you know what I'm saying it's like they're they're punching forward and I if you come we expect to win the Big 12 next year and make a college football playoff if you don't come we expect to win the Big 12 next year and make a college football playoff. Yeah, no, like, it's, it, that's a winner's mentality is yep. what it is. I mean, it, it really like if, if you want to come, cool. If not, then we'll accomplish the same thing without you. Right. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, by the way, hey, if uh, you don't want to hear about Carl and Caleb, just close your ears for about 10 seconds. Uh-oh. On three is reporting Jerry Hamilton. 
that Wisconsin has emerged as a true contender to land Caleb Williams. So there's that. Wow. Um, interesting. Uh, yeah, to say the least. Yeah, I'd say that is interesting. Do you believe that report? Teddy, I, you name a team right now, and I'll believe anyone I'm, because I feel, I feel like they are going around everywhere and shopping themselves right now. So if you want to say a team, yeah, I'll, I'll believe anyone yes. because I think that that's how it's going right now. They're going around and saying, hey, here's the number if you want them. Are you, are you interested? Okay. That seems – of all the places in the country – Wisconsin does not seem like they would end up being the highest bidder. Not, no, it does not. Right? No. So, I I don't know. But I would also say that Wisconsin does not seem like the place that you would pick to be the best spot to develop you for the NFL either. Yeah, like it's not it's not a great spot, but it's not like a terrible spot. It's not like no, he's going I, to which team do I want to slander here right now? It's not like he's going to Texas A&M. Um, ah, there you go. But it is really, like, Wisconsin's like one of the most random schools that we could have pulled out of this thing. Well, it's a good school. Um, they were a good team last year. It is just, it, it, it seems so anti-Caleb Williams to go to Wisconsin. That does not really seem to fit. But. Who knows? Who knows what's going on there? Who knows what the connection is? I don't even know who their quarterback coach is, frankly. Um, Text line saying Carl must really dislike OU to be considering Wisconsin for quarterback development. Please, Carl, way overvalued his product, and it's a buyer's market now. Well, I I don't think it has anything to do with like how he feels about OU at this point. I think it has more to do with OU has – just removed themselves from the conversation. Yeah, uh-huh. You know? Yeah. I just LOL'd at Caleb Williams to Wisconsin. They do ha- they do have a good O-line though. Maybe they do. He, maybe he just likes the song Jump Around. Who doesn't? Plank said Wisconsin is probably going to hire the Ravens tight ends coach, which Caleb has played with his son. Yeah, I think there is there like a defensive back or something that goes there that he played high school with, I believe. There's a connection there. Yeah, there's Peyton says, I believe that Carl completely is regretting his decision. I'm again, I don't I don't know this for sure, but just kind of like a like a guess. I feel like they kind of they took OU for granted in this. I'm gonna guess their mentality was we're gonna go shop around. We're gonna go find out, you know, who's willing to do what. And OU will always be in our back pocket if it doesn't work out the way that we th- that I- if we want it to. Like o- OU's not going to go anywhere. OU would you know crawl back. I mean they they would love to have Caleb back. And I think that they got a t- tough dose of reality when they found out that that wasn't necessarily the case. Right. And you know maybe they were justified in that thinking because of how the previous coaching staff went about things. Maybe they totally just you know misevaluated the mentality of this new staff compared to the old one. Yeah. Because it, it seems like it's completely different. Um, like, I, I don't uh, – if this would have happened with Lincoln as the head coach, I don't know if OU would have turned its back like, like it has on this deal. Right. Uh, 
I'm fascinated by the Wisconsin thing. I I hope he goes to Wisconsin. Why you want to dislike the badges next year? No, 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 no. Uh, nothing to do with that at all. I think that Wisconsin has almost always, always been a playmaker at quarterback away from really doing some damage in the Big Ten, right? Uh, yeah. I mean the. Yeah, the the time when people thought they were a national championship contender, a true one, I think what was that, 2010 when they had Russell Wilson yeah. that season. I think that was 20, 2010 or 2011. Yeah. Um, I think that has always been the thing that holds them back. I can promise you this. Caleb Williams isn't going to be able to go to Wisconsin and change the culture there. Oh, I, no, no, no chance. It is it is ingrained in how they do everything in it. It has been for a long time, and it and it always will be. But he would provide them a playmaker at quarterback that they haven't had in a decade, and that would level the playing field really quickly in the Big Ten. Would you call someone crazy, someone being me, um, if immediate thought to this is that it sounds good in theory, but in reality it's going to be an extremely tough fit just from the aspect of, Wisconsin recruits nicely, okay? They, mm-hmm. they don't get a bunch of scrub players, but let's not act like they're pulling in five stars every year. Like, the mentality of their football team, man, is they're like, they're big guys from up north, and there's not a whole lot of flash to their program, and they do things a certain way. They're about toughness and run game with their team. Like, what I'm getting at is throwing in a guy that's been all about what can you do for me and putting him in a locker room and in a team and in a program that is about as, you know, there's not a lot of flash to, to the program. I, I feel like that would be a, a fit that could potentially end up in a disaster. Well, I, I think it – I think the, the – I think the fit actually in the structure there would probably end up being a good thing for him. I think going to a place where – like like a flashy mindset or a flashy attitude that could like end up like having an influence on the team, a bigger influence on the team. Like I think that's where it could be a a, a disaster, but I don't think it would have much of an influence on how anyone else there really carries themselves. Well, I mean, but if he carried himself with the flashy you know, way yeah. of I just got all this in. I, like, I don't feel like those no. those dudes up there would react to that. Very no, I, I I think you're right, but I don't know. I and I know that's kind of been talked about for quite a bit, but I mean, why would Caleb Williams leave the University of Oklahoma and go play at Wisconsin because a kid he played in high school is a defensive back there. You know the answer to this. Like that is You're you're asking questions that <laughs> no. you and all of us know the answer to. Teddy, wherever he goes, hey, whether it's right or it's wrong, wherever we go, wherever he goes, we're going to say, "Oh, okay. They were the highest bidder." Right. Right? Well, yeah. I'm probably going to say that. Despite what we've been told about the key aspect of this whole situation is Development for the NFL, right? So, I don't know. But here's the other thing about Wisconsin. There's no way Wisconsin is the highest bidder on NIL stuff. I wouldn't think so. I really wouldn't. Unless they do 
they do so little of NIL activity that they've just Maybe. been saving up their allowance for something that they really want, and Caleb Williams is what they Smart. really want, you know? They've been saving up. Buy once, cry once, right? Know what they say? <laughs> Maybe lining kugels is really kicking in for <laughs> NIL stuff. Yeah, I, I guess that maybe that's a um, maybe that's an expectation or a judgment I'm placing on Wisconsin that's not uh, that's not right. Maybe they're ready to play some NIL ball. Who knows? All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay with us. It is the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman inside the Brian O'Haver studio today. As always, we appreciate the interaction on the text line. Keep it coming. Air Cover Solutions text line, 651-3439. I'll rifle through a few here. Regardless of where he ends up, there is no way Caleb Williams lives up all the hype that Coral has created. Yeah, I, I do believe there's been and I've said this multiple times, a bit of uh, putting the cart before the horse here and instead of putting your head down, working, improving, developing, um, building up your team, being a positive influence in the locker room, helping to shape and influence the group and, and move towards a championship, which is what NFL teams want guys to do, okay? Instead of doing all of those things, I think being out and chasing down NIL stuff and making all of all of these rounds as if it's free agency and it's kind of all about one guy. And I get it. Some people are gonna say it's you know, it's his opportunity to to make money on this thing. You gotta do it now. That's fine. Totally disagree with it, but um, you know, that's how pe- some people are going to approach this. It, I think this all could have been avoided. And at the end of the day, the difference in the money is probably going to be negligible if he ends up where they project him to be. You know what I'm saying? If he ends yeah. up where they project him to be, a lot of this other stuff is is going to be nonsense. Name a college kid that has went on to really succeed that has had his family – vicariously living like his dad right now, run the show. They are few and far between, and I can't think of any offhand. Name a college kid that went on to succeed. His dad's living vicariously through him. I honestly don't know. Summer Ketch? I don't know if his dad was vicariously living through him, but his dad wasn't very supportive when he was playing in the Cape Cod League. Yeah. And he went on to make it to the bigs and gave up a bomb to King Griffey Jr. Who didn't? Mm. Um, Yeah, I... I don't know. I mean, the point is is well proven that a lot of times, most of the times, maybe all of the time, these guys are better off in an environment with coaches that know what they're doing, know how to develop, know how to manage, know how to shape these these kids and mold these kids and prepare them for the next level. That's what they do. And frankly, it's not what 
Carl Williams does. <laughs> Caleb really likes cheese. They promise him free cheese for life. That'll do it. That is a good spot to go then. Uh, Caleb Williams to whiskey. I'd purchase every You Suck message board membership for a year. I guess that's USC. You suck. Ha! Come nice. on, guys. Caleb Williams is a prima donna, crying a face emoji. It's about NFL development, 69% sure anyway, <laughs> crying face emoji. Hope they don't play zone defense in the Big Ten. God, you guys are savage today. Yeah. The last one was really funny, the zone defense. I, that one, I, that made pretty me laugh. Pretty good. That, yeah. It's I agree good. with Teddy. I'd like to see him to go to Wisconsin. I wouldn't even root against him. I would only root against him if he goes to a flashy program, especially USC. I I I believe that's why I think Wisconsin would actually be a good place for him. I do, but I still, even though uh, on three is reporting that that's like, and I don't even know what kind of a report that is that they're heavily involved or well, I don't know. Remember what exactly the wording is. I mean, there's no sources. Uh, cited there was no definitive language in there it was basically i heard wisconsin's got a real shot Mm -hmm. i keep saying this is marcus dupree 2.0 and in the end marcus slash caleb is the one that's hurt look i i laughed at the zone defense text that again that was that was really funny um i but with all the jokes that are made and and i feel the same way that most fans do about this I don't know, call me weak, whatever. I I hope that he's getting to make this decision. I hope that it doesn't end up that we hear 10 years later, Teddy, that this really damages his NFL career. Um, He loses out on a lot of money because it wasn't necessarily his decision all along. Mm -hmm. Like, if he's the one that's made the decision at every corner, then, hey, man, um, you're a big boy now. You you, got to make your own decisions, positive or negative. But if it's Carl making the decisions and it really damages his son's future, I'll, I, I really hope that that's not the case here. I'll feel really bad if that's what's going on. Well, you know, I, I just I go back to the same thing. Put your head down. Work. Like, all this NFL development, well, guess what? That development's happening right now. That's what people are doing. They're in off-season workouts, developing um, – you know, being a part of a team, have an influence over a team, have an influence over the direction and the foundation of a team, uh, building yourself up as a leader and a voice in the locker room and a voice in workouts. Like that, that stuff is, that's the development that's happening right now. It's not all just footwork and throwing into a net, okay? Um, Quarterbacking and being the the face of a entire program or football team, there's a lot that's built in that happens. I mean, you only have, what, X amount of games a year. In the NFL, I don't know, what do we play, 16, 17, 18? Who knows anymore? 17 regular season 17, games. You play 17 Unless games. you got a playoff seed wrapped up and then you don't play. <laughs> but, you know, everyone points to those games, and ultimately that's the – that's what you're going to be judged on. But you start building towards all of that in January. I, there's so much to it. It's not just like, what do you look like in a game? And all of that development is is a factor in it. So that's why I laugh whenever I'm told that it's all about NFL development. Well, 
let's start developing. You know, let's yeah. let's get after it. Uh, you want to talk about something that actually matters and that we should actually yeah. care about? Uh, we mentioned it on Locked In with McComas and Thune. Jaron Kanak uh, is just ripping it up right now yeah. in off-season workouts. Looks like a dude. Yep. Beast. Absolute beast. Uh, we all know he can f- fly. He's got incredible speed, incredible explosiveness, strength. Um he is a rare talent that's going to be able to show up and have the physical tools to be able to thrive day one. And, you know, for him, it's going to all be the mental aspect of it. How yep. does he handle that? Totally. And I don't, my guess is, you know, I don't know anything about where he went to high school or how he was coached, but he seems to have a just a pretty good general – base of football underneath him and being an early enrollee like this is these type of guys are where it becomes absolutely critical to have the all of the time on the field and in the meeting rooms and on the practice field for spring football an opportunity to go out there and play in live bullets like to get that jump start on things for guys that that have the physical tools to be able to play right away is it's just huge. He is, um, whether it's fair or not, he's got to come in, go into next year with a lot of hype, man. Especially if he looks good in the spring game where hype really, you know, starts to happen. Yeah. If he looks good in the spring game, if he looks fast and rangy and all that, then it's like it, it, it disappears from, well, I hope this kid can produce right away to an expectation that he's going to produce right away next year. Well, and I'll be interested to see how uh, – head football coach Brent Venables approaches that because when you do have guys that get a lot of attention or fanfare as true freshmen, there there can be some unreasonable expectations thrown their way, and a coach can either dismiss that and say, hey, you know, he's got a long way to go before we start making any comparisons anywhere, what he's going to be. Or he can, you know, kind of push that a little bit. And I'll be interested interested to see how Brent Venables approaches that with him. because I'm going to guess he's going to humble him quite a bit well, when he's getting some accolades or hype or whatever. Well, I don't think that – I don't think Brent Venables is going to be in a position that he – I think a lot of times we get some – expectations thrown on players maybe to to take the pressure off of like the demand being put on whatever side of the ball like if you're struggling running the ball on offense and you get a running back that comes in that's super talented it's all of a sudden well wait till you see this running back like our problem has been we haven't had a running back but now that we've got this kid who's going to be the next insert name here we're going to be great running it. And then the season rolls around and you're not great running it. And where does that blame end up going? It goes back to that true freshman player where it never should have been in the first place, right? So I, I hope that's not going to be the approach here, and I don't think it will be. Uh, you ready to make fun of Brittany Matthews on the yeah. other side on what caught your eye? Yeah, I've been I am. for that all day long. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Keep hitting us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. We will hit some things that caught my eye next.
use the rush on the ref, and we call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Quick shout-out first to our buddies over at Roof Tech. Uh, Josh Tucker, been in business a long time, former teammate of mine, was a center. That's right, center was uh, strong as hell. Great athlete, and uh, he's taken over there at Roof Tech. Any roofing issues you've got, repairs, full roof replacement, give the guys at Roof Tech a call. They'll take care of you. Um, the first thing that caught my eye, and this was yesterday, but I thought it was great. Uh, did you see the clip of when Joe Biden called the report, uh, reporter a stupid son of a No, bee? really? No, God, you- I, need to, I need to get that as a – Drop on the show, though. Uh, I don't think that's the two o'clock drop tomorrow. Let's go. I think that he he thought the mic was off, and you know, you know, when after a press conference is over, they're like shoving the press out of the room, and one of the reporters, Peter Ducey, says um, something about inflation. Is that going to be a liability in the midterm elections? And <laughs> Biden says, "No, nah, it'll be a great asset. More inflation." What a stupid son of a... I love that so much. <laughs> it's it's great. great. It's great. I thought it was awesome. And um, Twitter Sean, DM me that, because Twitter Sean tweets out about <laughs> 30 videos a day, and they're all funny, so I, he needs to send me that one, please. Oh, man. I loved it. Anytime you get someone like that's presidential or whoever in... A rare moment of truth, even if they don't know it's a moment of truth, I think is just fantastic. Uh, So I thought that was great. And I don't know if a lot of people have seen this, but have you seen the the semi that crashed in Pennsylvania? Yes. That was carrying 100 monkeys going to the Centers of Disease controls the cdc um i don't know where they came from they're not really saying where they came from but there was a hundred of them some of them got loose they claim that they found all of them um they were possibly or probably infected with some type of disease one of the ladies that was at the crash site i don't know if she grabbed one of the monkeys to help them catch it or what but she is now sick. I, this is a after what we've been through. This is like the beginning of a horror movie, isn't it? Yeah. And somehow it's like the most normal thing that's happened over the course of the two years. Yeah. Like if something else happens because of some monkeys that got loose, it's like ah, it actually sounds kind of right on. Sounds like a scene out of Jumanji or something. It's unbelievable. How is there not a since we've been in a pandemic? For two years, how is there not a national press conference going on about what happened, where did these monkeys come from, what are they possibly infected with, do we have anything to worry about, we won't believe you if if you say we don't have anything to worry about, but, you know, how is there no information on this? It's I don't crazy. know. I don't know why you act expect like some everyone to rally together and do like what the right move is or what the smart move is. Come on, you watch the news enough, you monitor Twitter enough. This is the only way that it was going to go, dude. I know. Uh, pretty frustrating. And then the Sean Payton news today. He's stepping away from the football team as head football coach of the New Orleans Saints, and people are already talking about is he headed to television. 
What yeah, do you think the next step is? Yeah, television in 2022, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys in 2023. Is that where he ultimately ends up? That's that's the popular belief, yeah, is that he's going to come back and Jerry's going to hire him after they uh, fire mouth breather after next year. <laughs> Can you – What's the what's the ruling on that? Can you step away on your own and then like just be like, okay, yeah, I'm coming back to a new team? Didn't Urban Meyer do that like five times? That's essentially yeah. what he did, so I, I'm sure it's okay. Yeah, right? that's, that's, that's right. All right, that's all I've got. And I quote, I just wish I could do what I want, end quote. That is uh, Brittany Matthews, Patrick Mahomes' baby mama, um, she acted a fool once again. Surprise, surprise. She sprayed yeah. champagne uh, all over fans at Arrowhead Stadium after the win on Sunday. And she was ridiculed for it on social media. And she just doesn't understand why she can put stupid videos on social media. No one just tell her how awesome and hilarious she is. I, she can do what she wants. It appears that's all she does is what she wants, uh, whenever she wants, at any moment of the day, at any time. It's, uh, I don't know. I guess I, I really, I probably care too much about how ridiculous she is, but it feeds into my dislike of the Kansas City Chiefs. Totally, man. Because anytime they win, she's screaming and celebrating and spraying champagne all over fans and, um, you know, throwing it back at people that made comparisons or whatever between quarterbacks or said something, you know, about her husband not playing well. But whenever they lose, it's complaining about how uh, the fans and everyone, re- it's just. I, I wish I'd never had to see anything from her ever. Here's just some, some advice. Um, don't make it about yourself because it's not about you. And, hey, that, that's great. You support your husband, you support your fiancé, whatever they are now. You, you love your fiancé. You show up at the games. That, that, that's awesome. But the worst thing I think that you can do is after a big moment from him is that you are the storyline. You now make it about yourself. Yeah. That's to her. That's to Jackson Mahomes. They continue to make it about themselves, and I, I think it's extremely selfish, and clearly it's not very relatable to anyone out there because they despise – people despise those two. Well, it must be relatable to some people because they wouldn't continue to do it on social media if they weren't being told, uh, you know, you're right, continue to do this. I, I don't know. It's crazy. And it's the social media, I guess, that I'm more angry at because I have to watch a video of um, whatever his brother's name is. Jackson. Doing, doing some stupid dance. Nobody cares. And then I've got to see the video of his wife like getting into the video and twerking or screaming like nails on a chalkboard into her phone about how uh, people are stupid of saying their husband's not any good or whatever. It's just – I. I don't know. It's I'm too deep into the hatred of it for yeah. whatever reason. Two more. First off, uh, we, we should have mentioned this yesterday, but it happened over the weekend. Uh, bravo. Bravo to so many people in the Norman, Oklahoma City area. But really, a, a bravo to OU for what they've done for the, the kid at Alcott Middle School. 
the video that went viral of the kid that was getting bullied. I believe his name was Joshua. Uh, he was in Britt Vittable's office, I think maybe on Sunday. OU has really taken an interest in this situation, and it seems like they are you know, really treating this well, this kid well right now. So, so bravo to OU about what they've – kind of how they've responded to this incident at Alcott. Yeah. Um, you want to say something? I'm going to say? say something, and it's probably it's probably on the other side of what a, a lot of people are are saying. I I'm obviously 100 percent in agreement with everything that you said, but I also something's got to be going on with the other kid to where he'd be lashing out and bullying someone like, you know what I'm saying? I dude, I, and this doesn't help. I, I thought honest to God, I'm not just saying this cause you said it, but mm-hmm. I thought the same thing is, well, we're doing something great for one kid, but we're putting the other one right. in maybe even a worse situation. And, and I don't know. I don't know what's, what's, what's going on there, but He's lashing out for some reason. He's bullying for some reason. And I, I obviously, I condemn what he did a thousand percent. But also, I'm interested in what's the root cause of this thing? And why, yeah. why, why is he acting like that? Where is this coming from? Like, what's going on in his world to where... Like this type of behavior is something that he's pursuing, and okay, I I can admit that yeah, there's just some bad people out there, but there's not usually bad kids, yeah, you know. Totally. Yeah. Something's something's going on there. So I hope that that doesn't get lost in this whole thing. That I saw I saw two kids in distress there. Mm-hmm. So well said, man. So I yeah I don't know, and I haven't heard a lot about who the who the other kid was, but. I hope that that there's some attention being paid on that end as well. Uh, Let's hit a break. Uh, But by the way, my OU softball team, uh, unanimous number one to start the season. So no big deal. Just continue to roll on. Big pick there. Huge pick by you. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next.
Hour 2 of the Rush brought to you by Cavens Construction. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facilities maintenance. Cavens, uh, Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma and can help take the ease off your staff but fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Cavens Construction, Norman Moore, Oklahoma City. Call them today, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, you can contact them, 918-282-7612. Joe Burrow made a big statement about the crowd noise in Kansas City. And, hey, as an SEC guy, I fully agree with Joe. He said it gets way louder in the SEC than any of these NFL stadiums, in quotes. I mean, we're SEC guys, so, duh, of course. I I don't know. And I, I've seen a lot of SEC people say – uh. There's no way Kansas City is louder. Not up for debate. It's just not. There's stadiums that have over, well over 100,000 people in them, um, way more than Kansas City. But that isn't everything whenever it comes to how loud a place yeah, is. Yeah, you got to factor in that when Brittany Matthews screams, that ear-piercing oh, scream, it's God. as loud as probably anywhere. No doubt. So, I don't know. I guess, doesn't Kansas City have the outdoor record? Yeah, probably not a good thing to say before you're going to play there in an AFC title game. But True. But Joe ain't scared. True. All right, quick timeout. we got the final hour coming up next. Stay tuned.